You are listening to Believe, Strive, Achieve, Endurance Podcast with Diogo Custodio. If this is your first time listening, then thanks so much for coming. Get ready and enjoy the show. Right. Hi, everybody. Um, and uh, welcome to a couple of coaches on the couch. Myself and Alan are here discussing. Well, we're going to talk about something which I think Alan's brought up as a thing which he's noticed a few times with, uh, with athletes um, around race selection through the season, around race selection almost day to day, and how maybe they're not necessarily optimizing their training time and also their race time in order to perform well at the races that they want to, or potentially misguiding the whole season and then getting to the point where actually they're missing some opportunities to, to race as well as they could do. Um, so, Alan, without further ado, I'm going to pass over to you um, to sort of introduce the kind of the reasoning as to why you want to talk about this topic and to where you're wanting to go with it, and then we'll we'll have a have a conversation. Yes, uh, I, I noticed a few times as a it's like an understatement. It's more the the idea is to is you've obviously got um, this idea of uh, working out what works well for you in terms of triathlon and what you might be good at or you know what you might enjoy doing um so you kind of gotta you, i guess this stage is a little bit advanced in terms of you, you need to know yourself a little bit you need to have a reasonable degree of self-awareness in terms of your own capabilities in your environment um but so the point is it's it's really about trying to have an awareness of what races you're doing and how that matches up with what you like doing in training and what you have time to do in training um so a really easy example would be i don't like long bike rides i'm going to enter an ironman and it could be that you're doing that so the, the reasoning is really important and i think so you've got there's two parts to this conversation really and that you have the what you're aiming for and then also the races along the way so you you, you could enter an Ironman because you want to get better at cycling and you don't like long bike rides so you're kind of doing an Ironman to push you on a bit because you know you need to do a bit more um which could be like one way of doing it but the observation that I have is is of athletes fighting themselves and kind of swimming against the current, if that makes sense. They'll go, you know, I, I don't have a lot of time, therefore I'm going to try and train as much as possible. And it's, at some point, that self-awareness of your own situation and what works well for you is, is really useful. Like this, it's, this is almost like an anti-marketing conversation. You know? That doesn't sound like you at all, Alan. You, you love marketing, you love... Uh... Uh, buzzwords and getting people <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, uh, famously famously yeah so it's kind of like if you do triathlon obviously you've got to do a long distance race you've got to do an Ironman that's the thing you're aiming for there's definitely that conveyor belt isn't there where people um, come into triathlon I mean the states are the worst if you go to America and you say you're doing triathlon the assumption is you're doing an Ironman um, because it's so ingrained with what triathlon is but as we know there's no Ironman at the Olympics. There's sort of many different distances and multi-sports itself is a very different beast now. I think multi-sport triathlon comes under that than it was maybe three years ago with, um, with people doing all sorts of things like aqua bikes, uh, aquathlons, and there's many more things from runs and stuff like that, which are, I think, coming under the umbrella of multi, multi-sport racing. 
yeah, it just shows you what how the algorithms work. That's what people are exposed to. So that's all they know. So, that's all so let, let's talk about the, that positive thing um, where you say that you pick you pick something quite deliberately because you're working on an area of weakness. And I, I wanted to jump on that because the minute you said that, that reminded me of when I started doing uh, triathlons um, a while ago. And you I... No, surely not. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. I, so I, was, I came from, from a running background, couldn't swim. Um, to be fair, could ride a bike as in wouldn't fall off necessarily um, without stabilizers, but definitely couldn't ride a bike as, as I think we all understand the meaning of racing a bike or riding a bike really is. And um, did my first race, was absolutely terrified of descending in hills. Um, it was quite good going up them because coming from a running background, you just push quite hard, good power to weight and up you go uh, as a runner because that's kind of how you know what to do. But in terms of actually being able to time trial, actually being able to corner the descend and everything else, I was really, really bad at it. So... I actually consciously chose to do as my second season of racing uh, triathlons, and I did do that. I'm going to go and do an Ironman thing. That's that was marketing. Sorry, but uh, you know, I, I signed up did a did Ironman my first year. Realized I was really bad on hills, so then signed up and did Ironman France in year two, in order to get strong at climbing and strong at descending because I knew that there was an area of weakness and I wanted to kind of overcome it. And so when you said you know you choose something which is an area you are conscious of as this is the area you want to improve, you then choose the race to deliberately kind of go against your uh, areas that you aren't aren't as strong in um really resonated to me but i agree with you i don't think we see many people choosing to do it that way around yeah yeah, yeah. but that's okay as long as, like you've been, you've been in that example you've made a really conscious decision to challenge yourself which is that consciousness is really important and i guess that's more than anything that I, I, I could argue for that or i could argue for this other situation i'm thinking of but it's the consciousness that's probably the important thing and i think yeah so i think we see athletes often choosing um i mean that's obviously a bike related choice but mm. swimming is probably the other one where people um make deliberate decisions around racing uh, events or not racing events and they might say well, i'm not going to race uh, um that one because it's a sea swim or i'm not going to race this one because it's open water and they stay in the pool based triathlon area um so there's definitely scope for people to to identify where potentially weakness lies and then choose to try and improve yeah, i don't it. think it's necessarily a weakness this is where this idea of exploring and experiencing and challenge yourself is really useful it's not always about achieving and performing like that, for me, that's just rubbish sometimes. It, you, it, the process, if you want to apply yourself to a process, if you go into, the, into a process and you go, I'm going to achieve, I'm going to perform, that's not how processes work. You explore the, the open water. Yeah, you have, a like. go, you have a go at a process. You apply yourself to a process. You, you learn and you make mistakes in a process. And you evolve the process over many times. So I think like that application and engagement in that and the mindset that goes out is really important. So you when when you chose Nice, I'm in France, I'm in Nice to do, you, you weren't you, you kind of knew consciously, perhaps, that you weren't necessarily going to perform or achieve, but you would learn something from it, and that learning was the real value. That you could take forward like and it's one of these things where 
how did it how did experienced or strong athletes get to that level but they got to it by working things out and did doing things like you've done there and i think also in in that instance choosing nice as the example i have two choices for that one is sign up for the event say i'm doing nice worry about it for eight nine months do nice be really worried about it or the, the thought behind it for me was sign up for nice that means that it's going to be a hilly up and down which was the bit which i wasn't comfortable with and then i have to do the ups and the downs in training to gain the confidence in order that that becomes less of a big ordeal and so yeah there's, there's still choice then once you sign up for something like that like a race you still have the choice to actually make it a better or worse experience well, for you there's, there's the, the really simple thing there is that you have a worry and do nothing or you're concerned, which is a bit different. You're, you're aware, you know there's something. And instead of responding to that concern by worrying and doing nothing, you respond to that concern by responding and taking action. And it's two very different routes. There's real, so if you're worried about something, there's a really simple solution in any situation, and that's do something. It doesn't matter what you do. Like It could be wrong, but you'll learn something. It could be right, and you'll get better. It's, just doing nothing doesn't help in that situation. And I think that that then ties in really nicely with what, why and how having a um, an event like that. So we'll use we can use me as an example, and we can we can kind of discuss the pros and cons of it kind of quite openly. And I'm very happy for that conversation to happen. So you know, one option is as we said, I chose chose that race because I was nervous, want to try and get better at hills, did hill stuff, and kind of I did it. I still. <laughs> Afterwards, I still wouldn't say I was a cyclist by any means and probably still have um, yeah. have a bit of hang-ups on that as well as, a, as an athlete, but that's a different story completely. But um, the key is that there is the opportunity to be able to do something. And I think where your um, conversation wants to go is that you have people who say, conveyor belt, started doing triathlon, went to the sprint distance, now we're going to do an Ironman, off we go kind of thing. That that choice race selection, which comes out of kind of almost an automation rather than a decision or a conscious decision, conscious decision um, means that you end up having that worry, that concern that you have that for me was hills and then not having the ability to actually be able to embrace it. In which case there's only going to be one thing that's going to happen, which is going to be a frustration in the worst case scenario, worst case scenario, but you know, in a, in a worse or more worst case scenario is, a DNF because I get scared. I don't want to do it. And I stop or DNS would be even worse than that as I'm not doing it. It's too, you know, not happy, not happy with it. And not, don't even go to the start line or I get to the start line. Don't like it. Kind of freak out a little bit in that instance and don't continue with it. But ultimately the, the reason that that happens is that we get to that point is because you don't have the time or the cognitive capacity or the ability or the, the environment to facilitate the training to improve that area and make it a positive experience just broadening experience yeah exactly it's not a linear thing you need a breadth it's like a pyramid you need a breadth of the breadth of the experience to to be able to put things into perspective in order to be calm and to just be able to judge things that's, that's kind of how it works um breadth the experience can come from different walks of life so that's that's like one side of things is consciously challenging yourself and taking something on the other side of things is is that with this exploration and experience you want to enjoy things and that's the thing i think the enjoyment bit i hear a lot of athletes say oh you know i really i really do it because i enjoy it 
and I can't remember the last time they actually genuinely enjoyed something. And it's really, it makes me quite sad because they're doing what they think is the right thing, but battling themselves. So they might, you know, it might be, you know, they really, they love swimming. You, you, there's all the different derivatives, isn't there? You know, really love swimming, really love biking, really love running or, or di dislike one or the other. Or, for example, you know, getting to the pool is really difficult where they live, for example, or the cycling's really hilly or the cycling's really flat or et cetera, et cetera. Or they, you know, only own a road bike or whatever. All sorts of different um, challenges. And it's kind of like, you know, if you don't like swimming or you can only do one or two sessions a week, picking draft legal short course racing doesn't really interact well with that. Unless you change your environment. Yeah, so you've got a choice, haven't you? Your environment changes and you move closer to a pool and you, you decide that actually you love swimming and you want to swim six or seven times a week because swimming's your thing, yeah? And you've got a nice squad training environment. You can do some real, real good work. Um, and it's quite conducive to, to swimming well. And so it's just thinking about, or you, it's, there's all sorts of different um, variations on training. So like intensity of training. You, you, may, you might hate high intensity intervals and you just like endurance work. Don't pick, don't, again, don't pick draft legal sprint distance if you just like endurance work. It doesn't really compute. Unless you're willing to change, and that's the kind of the key to the phrase at the end of it. And if you don't change anything, you're going to continue not enjoying or you're not going to do it. And best case scenario, in terms of getting around whatever that challenge is that you've applied to yourself, actually you hate running, then signing up for an ultramarathon may not be the, the choice of, uh, you know, which you're going to enjoy. But unless you consciously choose to do more running, then you're not going to enjoy the process of doing it. And ultimately, for pretty much everyone that we work with, it's a hobby <laughs> to be a lot of fun yeah, yeah. As, we, yeah. as we do things, even though there is a serious competitive performance angle, which everyone applies to themselves at different you know, varying degrees. Yeah. There's a really big asterisk on that point as well, though, and that's that it's fine to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Like you could do sprint distance, triathlon, draft legal and swim once a week, as long as you're willing to accept that you're probably not going to make the front group. Not unless, you know, obviously some people could do that, but for the vast majority, that's not going to work necessarily the best. But as long as you're con like you're conscious, again, you're conscious of that restriction. If you make a conscious decision, well, screw it. I want, that's what I really love that racing, but I, I know I can just get some weeks. As long as afterwards, so you're then not in that situation going, oh, I was really bad in the swim. I, I just, I, for some reason, I can't make it in the swim. It's like, well, duh, you, you know, you've only been swimming once a week. Is that kind of ink, obvious, you know, clarity of thought and understanding where things are at, you know, because that's where I think a lot of people go down. They don't enjoy it. And I just think it makes me, I don't, I don't enjoy it either. So I think there's three things that athletes can do when they choose a race, which is outside, let's just call it outside their comfort zone. And that comfort zone you can describe as a whole bunch, a bunch of different things. But ultimately, the the environment that the athlete is in needs to change so as you say you know if you're if you're not someone who's a swimmer and you want to you, know, you do draft eagle or you want to go down a route where swimming is actually really important you want to choose to do some long distance swimming you, you need to change that environment for you know to basically do more of the thing that you need to do to improve on 
The other thing which you, I think, need to think about is the session types that you're doing. As you said, you know, if you're if you're someone who is coming from sprint distance racing and you really love it, and actually you've decided deliberately to go and do a long distance triathlon, that's absolutely fine. But the sessions that you've done previously they're going to have to change because you're going to have to build that endurance you're going to have to increase uh, time on the bike getting comfortable work more on some nutrition over several hours rather than an hour or so um, and then the third thing is consider the races that you're doing so you know if you're someone who um, is like you know is doing um, you know, sprint distance racing and you really then choose what you really want to go and do a marathon as well then you do need to think about the race selection where it happens within the race season and why you're putting it all together because otherwise you're going to be frustrated by outcomes in any one of those areas i don't know if there's any i was trying to as you we were talking i was trying to think if there's any other areas but i think it would be training environment training style and race selection or race choices um to facilitate whatever that main goal is going to be that you want to do yeah, so I think I think a helpful thing to do is to go through go through the events. Maybe we can sort of take it in turns or something. But mm-hmm. for me, like draft legal sprint distance, what does that look like over the course of a year? It looks like four to six swims a week. Um, you know, up and down. It looks like maybe you know two or three bike rides, and this is kind of obviously individual situations. This is kind of like best case scenario if you like obviously everybody's different as well you know you could have a strong swimmer or blah 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 but just generally so four to six swims a week two or three bike rides you know four five six runs a week that's kind of what it looks like and the sessions are maybe you know 30 minutes to like an hour and a half two hours they're all relatively short in terms of racing it probably looks like some running events earlier in the year you know, up to maybe like 10K, maybe a half marathon, but then like really crucially, like some potentially some aquathlons and, you know, quite a lot of racing uh, over those. So running events, aquathlons, maybe early in the year to work on the swimming racing aspect and transitions. And then on the bike, really importantly, it definitely involves crit racing, which it could be a massive no, I'm not doing that for some people. There's no reason why they can't, but it definitely should involve it if you're doing, you're going to be doing draft legal racing on in a triathlon. And then, as I say, like running events and quite a bit of racing and some quite high intensity sessions combined with aerobic work. You know, you, you're, you're, you're really bloody battering yourself. But, and with that, you need to have the conditioning to maintain stability with all of that effort. So that's kind of what maybe sprint distance looks like. And if that doesn't sound like your cup of tea, then maybe don't pick it. Or recognize that you're not going to perform to the level that you may have previously wanted to. And so, yeah, as you say, that's the, that's the, that's the kind of the gold standard if that's what you want to try and go to. You know, that's sort of what you want to look at. If you're not willing to do that, then that's fine. It's just recognize that your result won't necessarily be in line with maybe your expectations and, or where they were beforehand. Yeah, it's kind of like if you the the way I'm answering or talking about that there is if you said to me as a coach, I got all of all the time in the world, I've got no real responsibilities, blah blah blah, I just want to have a go at this. You know, what kind of model would I put forward to have a go at? That would roughly be it. Yeah, and if you look at the other end of the kind of the spectrum, that's kind of pause at Ironman. I know you can go longer, having been on the side of a <laughs> a decker, but um, let's let's just kind of set that Ironman thing. You know, you you need to be willing to put in sort of 
four to six, maybe even seven hour rides, depending where your ability um, to the level sits. You need to be willing and be able, robust. I think robustness is a really important part. You, know, you need to be able to be robust, be able to do longer runs. Yes, there is some intensity in there, but you are looking at a volume, generally a more volume of longer efforts um, than you would be, if, you know, you mentioned your kind of your crit racing and your kind of high intensity stuff. Yeah. Um, yes, there will still be some intensity in there, but you need to be willing to get on the bike. You need to be willing to, to do a little bit more when tired. Um, and just by its very nature, you know, yes, you can get away with it, but if you're doing this, is the best option you want to see you know weekends where you've got half a day basically to do some training quite regularly um otherwise you're going to really struggle to to fit the training in to be able to deliver the outcome that you would be potentially capable of um swimming obviously exists <laughs> and i personally think that swimming is really important especially the faster the the right ironman race that you're wanting to do um but you you know it's not to the same degree as the short distance racing so very loosely you know if you don't want to go out cycling in pretty much all weathers then kind of ironman is going to be a difficult choice or you need to be very comfortable sitting on a turbo for four hours five hours and getting the miles in because that's a really important component of ironman racing is being able to to get through the bike leg effectively to be able to run effectively off it yeah that's kind of i think that's a good way to look at it is that the things that people don't like doing that you need to be prepared to do yeah. Like for me, one of the differences, what you're saying there between that sprint draft legal and Ironman is sprint draft legal, the likelihood of training with others is probably higher. Whereas yeah, yeah. Ironman, you know, you might, you might, the frequency of sessions might be less, but there's the length of sessions is likely going to be, you know, like the swimming, you know, you could do, instead of doing six swims a week, you might, you could do three or four, but rather than being two to three K, there might be four to five K you know they're going to be potentially be a bit more volume within the individual sessions so it might be a bit more lonely and that what what works for your timetable might be a thing there and then the looking at the, the long distance racing you know there's going to be fewer races there'll be some fun things just to shut, kind of remind you what a triathlon exists you might see some olympics and some sprint distances early season away from your race just to say hey you know, this is a triathlon, remember how it happens, but you'll be going into it tired. You won't be expecting fast performances because you're not doing the intensity that the short stuff kind of requires. You'll definitely want to see a half distance race in there as a kind of opportunity to practice things. You might see some, you know, longer distance um, time trials, um, some half marathons earlier on to build up endurance and maybe even looking at some open water swim races, you know, three, four, five kilometer open water swim races to get comfortable with it, which is a very different... Um, both frequency in terms of racing and expectations of most of those races because you're almost you're not expecting to perform in those races at all you're looking to to work through them into 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 your main race yeah for the first time this year i had a, a, an athlete go through the couple of half ironmans half marathon 5k open water swim 50 mile 10 mile 50 mile 100 mile time trial and has done well at ironman but the amount of people that are like yeah okay i'll do a 100 mile time trial there's not many of them but i think i think that one that you the key thing for me is that you know you've either you've either got to do four four hours on a turbo it's like and what just it's not it's just not it's not even a concern a lot of people that's mind-blowing but other people that just do it Mm -hmm. or you put a coat on and you get out the door and the the problem i think probably where you're coming into it is when we were working with athletes and there's that decision-making point 
I know that the right, you know, the session says I need to do four hour ride, five hour ride. And I, I mean, I've had it. I mean, how many times have I had it where an athlete goes, oh, I've got a five hour ride to do, but it's really bad weather outside. What, what should I do instead on the turbo? And you're like, four or five hour ride. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. You still need to ride um, sort of thing. Or there'll be a change there. Obviously, if it's dangerous outside, and you can't even run or anything and you haven't got the capacity that there's going to be a change in session there. But if it's a choice, you, know, you, you have to be you know, happy to go ahead and, and jump on that but it goes across the board you know people get distracted like the, the main focus is Ironman for example and doing Ironman racing that is very steady state racing looking at um, you know first lactate turn points of area so that's 70 75 80 percent of uh, FTP really is what you're looking at uh, for most most people's racing less if you're kind of going a little bit slower and you know your ability to recover from threshold if you accidentally you push it over a slightly steeper climb you know it's really really steady state it's about really being efficient and holding a good position you know i've had athletes sort of asking me oh i've got this um ironman coming up and can i do a crit race a couple of weeks beforehand like well how how is that going to necessarily help you or i want to continue doing my um my 10 mile time trials and get really good 10 mile time trial times but i'm focusing on doing you know an ironman or i i, I want to do qualify for sprint distance championships and also want to try and qualify for kona you know you've got these these kind of two ends of the spectrum and it's it's people's choices where yeah you if your if your aim rate a race your main focus is i want to try and do the best i can in long distance and then you're getting pulled into a different direction for the fun stuff which you see as fun then you're going to find it quite hard and the flip side you know if if you're sat there going oh i've got to go and do a crit race but actually my friends are going for a century ride i'm going to go do that instead because i quite fancy doing that you know you can't expect to then perform in the race that you've said you wanted to perform at. But yeah, but again, that's okay if you're okay with that. Yeah, absolutely. but it's understanding. And I think that's where, um, as a coach, it's amusing to, to look at because you sort of sit there and you're like, okay, well, why do you think <laughs> the, the, the result that you've got now is any different than, from the result that you deserve? It's a bit of a harsh word. But you know, the, the, the result that you've put the work in to achieve. You know, if you've not done some of those kind of should we say key workouts or key style sessions or put in the practice if you've not practiced crit racing um uh but you've done loads of swimming for example then you've only you've only got to look at the program and say well there was crit racing in there you never did any and that's why you got dropped on the first lap of the uh off the bike and how actually the race then left you behind um so you've got to be able to understand the kind of the reasoning behind performance or your performance probably yeah so going back for almost full circle and then forward a little bit, like you could argue that if that was you, that crit race example and uh, Ironman, I could quite happily state that, you know, for you with Nice, doing a crit race a few weeks before Nice might have been really useful because you could work on your bike handling. So sometimes some things might work that seem a little bit odd if you're really struggling. So, like, for me, having coached quite a bit of bike skills now, I think one of the most useful practices is just following people. And in a crit race, you know, if you're, if you're in a small group or a large group, you've essentially got to follow everybody else through the corner. And there's, there's a wonderful thing that happens when you go around a circuit over and over and over and over again. And it's just belief, well, you know, the ride in front of me can go through like that and that's what they look like and you you're surrounded by um people who are doing it a little bit better than you 
then you're probably going to start to reach for their standard and be confident you can do it and have a go as long as you're not in the complete terror situation obviously if you're terrified then you're terrified and it's not going to work but if you're kind of just a bit out of your comfort zone then it can be really useful um and i think that goes for any environment of training so if every time if you're trying to work on your swimming because you're doing sprint or standard and it's you know the swim is a bit you know you're trying to to reach for quite low you know quite high hanging fruit sorry you know you're trying to squeeze a few more seconds off your 1500 pace because it kind of gets hard to find that pace eventually then if every time you go for a swim it's head up breaststroke and all over the place that's not great for your swimming but in, even if you start going and but then if you flip that and every time you go swimming everybody's a swimmer and they're like you know one minute to one minute 20 100 and you're just constantly sort of observing people swimming really quickly and you're in that kind of environment it's going to rub off on you so i think sometimes trying to but also when you're in that environment not going oh my god i'm terrible it's just like being like okay this is a good environment this is cool I, this will probably work for me i just need to not beat myself up so i think if we were to i guess summarize the um kind of I guess the approach which one might take you you look at um you look at someone they say this is what i want to do short course long course whatever doesn't doesn't make a difference ultra yeah. marathon you choose whatever it is that you want to choose yeah. the first thing i think you need to do is how does my environment facilitate performing at that event that distance that whatever i might be doing have have i actually set things up to allow that performance does anything need to change can i change it yeah, can't that's, change it. that's really important. If you yeah. if you can't if you can't change it, then you got you've got to accept it. And then you've got to try and work out a solution. So I or can't or, I can't or, get yeah. Or really importantly, go no, that was a silly idea. I should probably True. do this. But often people have set themselves goals, and the wonderful thing about goals is you can change them. It doesn't make you a failure. It makes you an intelligent human being because you've recognised that it wasn't the best one to set. But not enough people are willing to do that. They'll set themselves a goal and they'll run at it like running at the wall. I think there's an analogy there in terms of businesses as well. A lot of people um, set up businesses and they try and uh, or, you know, they start a business and the idea is I'm my own business. I'm trying to do everything. You know, I can be. You know, but what actually can you personally be? What to say, world best at? You know, what what is it, Al, that you can be? the best at and you might say i'm really bloody good at going down hills okay cool let's find a let's find a race which has got some long downhills because that's going to be the event that you're going to perform at really well you might turn around and say i'm i'm really good at events where it's likely to be a non-wetsuit swim and it's a really hilly bike so this is the thing this is this is the this is like the end of this conversation so like i say this idea of exploring and experiencing in events once you've had a go at a few things and you've built up a breadth of experience, and you kind, you obviously you're going to make mistakes. You're going to be like you, you're going to go, oh no, that's not worked quite so well because of my timetable here. That you know, there's the whole thing with coaching. Like often athletes are like, oh, you know, you've set me this and I can't do it. Well, okay, let me know and we'll change it and we'll work out something better. That's kind of but athletes on their own or whether they're coached, and you generally eventually you get like this you work out what works well for you and then you're going to go 
well, if this works well for me in training, I've done all of this racing, I seem to quite enjoy doing this event and this all matches up. Ah, I know it. This is the this is kind of the thing I'm going to have a, this is going to be my main thing. But it's trying to get to that point, I think is, you know, and it's different for different people. Like some people love doing smash fest sessions, they'll love swimming and they'll love doing running, but not, you know, they're happy to just turbo because they don't really like going outside so much. Uh, but, you know, when they do, they'll do some bunch racing. It's like, well, okay, what are you going to do? But you've got to work, you've got to work it out. Yeah, I think you've got to find the right, right thing for, for you and, and choosing the races that play into your strengths if you want to perform. And I'll go back to the original example or choosing races to deliberately work on the weakness and sort of expose yourself and explore how you can improve it. But I think, yeah, so... Just so work out if it's for you. Yeah, exactly. And earlier, early on, like you're not going to know if you're a good flat rider or a good hilly rider. You're not going to know if you're strong at cross-country racing or non-cross-country racing. Don't forget triathlons, not just the Olympic distance on tarmac. You can go and do some X-Terra. You can go and do multi-sport. You can, go, you can do swim run. You can do a whole host of different events which kind of suits into you. So what is it that you can be really good at? And if you're looking at races and you say, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to challenge myself and go and do a sprint distance and try and go super fast because it's not an area that I'm, I'm very good at and I want to go and practice it, how can you improve your environment and change your environment to facilitate that decision and to, to facilitate that goal? And if you can't optimize it to the kind of the gold standard or whatever it is, then how are you going to find other solutions around it? It might be, you know, I, I haven't got the time to do do that week to week to week but i might block out a weekend or you know a week away and go a week do loads of cycling because i need to work on some cycling go somewhere warm cue training camps to try training harder but um you know it might be you know you, you then pit build that season out to help facilitate that goal and your environment helps to facilitate the goal as well and then on top of that what does the training look like how are you going to choose the right training to make it effective for what you're trying to do you know as you said effective and enjoyable yeah like it's it's trying you know because you we obviously spend a lot of time training and if you're constantly doing training but you don't really like doing that much well there's no fun in that but obviously you've got to work out what that is but at the end at the at the end of this kind of pathway you should have training that you kind of like you know you like doing the training it's what you like doing it makes you feel good you know co personally the last couple of years really helped me because i've realized that actually swimming, I, the way it make the way I feel physically, I quite like it, and I've, I've found a new enjoyment for it, which personally has been great. But and that's one of the things I think to kind of almost start wrapping it up a little bit is that you you can do single discipline stuff. You might you might go through all of these multi sport experiences and go, do you know what? I just want to do cycling. That's definitely happened with athletes I work with. And obviously, people, some people go, oh, no, I'm going to go and do rock climbing or something. This isn't the thing for me or whatever, mountaineering. But also, you might get to the point where you go, do you know what? I really love time trialing. And I really like 10 and 25 mile time trials. Therefore, you know, like I could, I could, I'd like to still do triathlon because it, you know, it, it keeps my upper body fitness or whatever there and I kind of like that but so you might you might end up doing sprint and standard distance because it works with the other sport that you kind of want to do so you end up with a little bit of a mixed bag you might love doing sportives in the Alps that are like mega hard 
And in order to prepare for them, you need to get really bike fit. What event might work well with that, I wonder? It's just trying to get to that point where you've kind of, you've made this conducive environment where you've got a bit of experience, you know what you enjoy, you know what your kind of limitations are, and you can just cultivate this kind of thing. I don't know what to call it, this thing that kind of just like works for you and you just, you're having a good time. Everything hums along kind of effortlessly rather than it's a grudge to try and go and do yeah. things. So you, you leap out of bed rather than crawl out of bed is kind of a, a good way of looking at it. Are, are you yeah. excited about going to the pool again or doing the turbo or whatever it might be that you're going to do? And I, I, think, don't think that's re- I don't think that's realistic for every day. So I want to put that no, in. True, but, but you know what I mean? Like it's sort of like I, I on, on a good day, I'm looking forward to this session because I really like this style of training. You know, it's it's making me happy. And I think, yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of people um, and had some conversations with athletes as well around, you know, if if you're really set on doing this race, but you're being dragged in this direction to go and do X, Y, or Z, then probably we need to think about, maybe not this season because it's too late because you've already signed up and paid money and got the flights and everything sorted. So you're, you're going there. So we're, we're kind of stuck with that. But let's just use it as an exploration as you say and and, and work out next season how you want to um yeah. work work the areas if we say strengths i mean enjoyment enjoyment strengths rather than i don't know what the right right phrase for that would be well they can be both and quite quite often they are you know they are often yeah you know if you're good at cycling you're probably going to quite like it you know if you're rubbish at cycling you probably might not like it so much but that's how it goes yeah um but you know and it goes without saying we've never we've not really um, you know, very deliberately said about work and family and everything else, but that goes without saying that that's part of this environment. You, yeah. you, that's that's uh, you know, well, that's the, a big component factor, isn't it? You know, if you yeah. if you're someone with a young family and they're going swimming or whatever at the weekend and doing this, and you dragged over here and got a big social life, then probably fitting in six hours of training on the on the weekends would be really hard. So, you know, that's probably something you want to avoid because you've got other priorities, and that's okay. Um, yeah so that that for me that's kind of the thing is it is is this conscious decision to consider all these points i just wanted to to talk through them from a coach's point of view to hopefully get across almost like the benefit of our experience to you know obviously as coaches the whole point is to accelerate and help people get to a point where they they feel like they've improved or developed or gained what they wanted to out of the process so if this conversation can help that, then it's achieved its aims and that's great. So how would you summarise it then? If we, we wrap it up, then how would you summarise it to that athlete you're trying to talk to? Um... Well, everything we've just said, basically. It's just just trying to, to, to think about the three aspects. You know, what, what the demands of the race? What does that demand of you in terms of the content? and type of sessions and then how does that what demands does that place on your environment in terms of your facilities and your time available like your resources essentially so it's like your resources the training that's required and the demands and type of training and then what ultimately what the race is and you know if those if those things kind of work together and if you're going to enjoy it and or coming back a step if it's something you just want to explore and work out then you know that's that's all part of it that's okay but you're just trying to get to the point where you kind of know the answers
or think you know the answers because well none of us know it's just, it's just sort of having a self-assurance in your own awareness of yourself and what's going on and you're cool with it. Rather nice. than beating yourself up and giving yourself a hard time for not enjoying it when... Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the main thing, I think, to avoid. But nice yeah, one. that's it. That's what I wanted to go through. So if that helps, that's great. Brilliant. I think it will do. Thank you very much, Al. All right. The Believe Strive Achieve podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment and show notes are found at trytrainingharder.com. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at trytrainingharder. Thanks for listening.